Well, welcome to Innovation Insights, the podcast where we explore innovation in all aspects of life. I am your host, Dr. Yolanda Sanders, and today I'm delighted to welcome Bea Ayers. Bea is the co-owner of Pronell in Ames, Iowa, with his wife, Anne. He is also a real estate agent with Frederick, Iowa Realty. He was born and raised in Hue, Vietnam, and at age 15, he began his new life in the United States. As a Vietnamese-American immigrant, he states, I learned early on how to adapt to change coming from a hardworking family of leaders and business owners. I was motivated to start my own business and follow in the family tradition and dream. My professional journey is intertwined with the history of the nail salon boom and my adaption to the culture gave me an insight into how I can better serve clientele in this industry. B is also the author of the book, Polished, How Nail Salon Saved Vietnamese Americans, which we will discuss today. Personally, I've been a client of Pronails for over 11 years, and it has just been delightful for my family and I to be clientele of the salon. B, how are you today? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy talking to you when you come in, and now I get an opportunity to spend an hour with you. And I don't think I could ask for a better time uh, spent with someone. You're always oh, a blast. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of laughter when I there, and it's just been delightful to come into the shop. I look forward to it, and... You and Anne have just really built a lovely culture within the nail salon and the spa because it's a culture where people uh, know each other, become friends, look at what up colors they picked, uh, what services they're getting done. So it's really just uh, a very welcoming, inclusive culture that you've built. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I think it, it's where you make your everybody's day, whether it's your tech working there or your client coming in, I think having an environment where everybody's going to enjoy a little bit of laughter and be a little, be comfortable in it, I think makes it a little more enjoyable and time goes faster for the tech. Yeah. I think so. I, and, and when I come in, every tech says, hello, good morning. I think I've had services done from almost everyone in this, in the shop. Thank you. Your book, Polished, How Nail Salons Saved Vietnamese Americans, it's a unique blend of a memoir and business insights. Can you share what inspired you to write this book and what can readers expect within the pages of the book? Yes. When I first started thinking about writing this book, my intention was just to write a business book. And I spoke to Jackie Haley, who is a award-winning writers and she recommended that I have the more personal story included in the book because that way you could re the reader could relate to you better and so that's why you have a little more a lot more personal info and became a memoir slash business book and the read what inspired me to write this book was I, I was seeing a downhill spiral in the in the industry and the service are not quite there. And I think it's going downhill due to the saturations of nail salons. You can go and 
was every city that you see nail salon in every corners and became where to now where shortage of tech and saturation of nail salons and most of those nail salons I think it's is does not it in survival. I think it needs a lot of help. I don't and I think it has a lot to do with background that they're they've been doing nails for a lot of years and they think they could start a business and be successful as they were as a nail tech. And so my hope was that I just wanted to share my journey, testimonies, and all the experiences that I had running this place and building this business and gotten to where I'm at today. It might not look like a huge operation, but we have grown over the last 12 years and we're still growing. We can't, we can't keep up with the demand. Usually you come in there at before you leave, I think you already have appointments booked out for the rest of the year. And so a lot of the other people that do that, so it's really hard to bring in new clientels and or walk-in. Sometimes walk-in is really hard. A lot of people said, can't you just squeeze me in for walk-in? I'm full and I can't make room for that. And so that's my hope, just to share my experiences and, and what I've learned over the years in hope that will help the business owners or anyone to want to turn business. Thank you for that contribution. It's very generous of you to share your story and your business insights. And especially for a business, the nail salon industry and business is a $7 billion business in the United States with Vietnamese Americans owning a significant proportion of, of that business. And so can you tell us about your journey as a Vietnamese immigrant? and how you entered the nail salon industry. So when I moved here, just like you said earlier, when I was 15, after graduated high school, went on to business school at Iowa State University. And after I got on, after I graduated, worked for a company in Lowtown, Marshalltown here, and then still with them, moving down to Houston. After being there for a few years, we're both like, let's just move back to Iowa. In the process of moving back to Iowa, my thought was, because my wife then, my wife then is in LTAC, and I've been around the industry for a few years prior to that, and knowing a lot of people who've worked in it or own nail salon. But there isn't a lack of nail salon, but there's a lack of focus on providing the services the clientele's of this area. So talked to my wife and, and I talked her into opening a salon. I think she was in the mode of mm, not sure if I want to go on and start a business. And then we focus on what their needs are, the demographic we were looking at and then figure out what the needs of this demographic and what do we need to do to acquire those clientele as at the time, Ames already has plenty of nail salons, so we, we had we would have been no lack of competitions. But look around, figure out where we wanted to be and what we need to do, and open it in two thousand. So it's been almost twelve years. That's interesting because I guess I started coming to you a year after you were open, and I had no idea that you were that new of a business because. 
when I came in, you were so organized and so it just it seemed like a very well established business. So, and I've been around. I've been getting my nails done. Ooh, probably since I was a teenager, and I was thoroughly impressed. Thank you. Most of the people that we have as clientele right now, I would say 99% of them never heard of us prior to coming to us. A lot of it has to do with what we have. We were able to, to have gotten a lot of loyal customers giving us good reviews and, and honest review. And I think that kind of helped. That's how I found you. I Googled and you popped up at the top and had good reviews. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Give them a try, right? And you stuck with us forever. Yeah, you <laughs> stuck with me too because I'm the client that sometimes is in twice a day if I break a nail that same day. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now I know Ann and Hannah enjoy seeing you, so I don't think they mind seeing you twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try not to push that. <laughs> I, I, I joke that you guys are my longest relationship I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's true. 11 years. Uh, 11 years is a long time. So a lot of relationships don't last that long. So. Yep. They didn't testify to that. In your book, you discuss how nail salons are crucial to the Vietnamese community community's economic empowerment. Uh, could you elaborate on this and share some key points on how vital nail salons have been to the economic growth of um, the Vietnamese American community? Sure. So uh, it is a seven to eight billion dollar industry today. It doesn't seem, compared to a lot of other industries, it's not a huge industry, but if you, when you look at from a service standpoint for it, it is big, and it all started from these groups of women back in the 70s when Tippi Hedrens helped them get established after ha having immigrated from Vietnam after the Vietnam War, and it all spanned from there. These, even back then, and still is today, most people who immigrated from Vietnam to America, they started all over again. Nothing. And a lot of time they they got they came with nothing. They came with opportunity. They came looking for opportunity. And usually they don't know a whole lot of English. Don't know what it's like here. And the else industry have given these people a great opportunity. Opportunity to get tractions right away and only financially but also give you the stability of working along your peers, working with people who are speaking the same language could help you. Otherwise, an opportunity to learn English as you're serving clients every day and having that interactions, learning the language faster, learning the culture, and I think integrating into the American society faster. And I think all that is very vital to somebody who just started out new in this country. You need to integrate faster. You need to learn how to, for the lack of a better word, to survive. Learn how to survive. You need to learn how to support your family. And a lot of times they would go in, they would work factories and 
nine, 10 hours a day. And that does not give them a whole lot of interactions or the ability to learn other than that they're doing with their job. So I think there's a great opportunity here, not only financially that they can right away, but also yeah, the opportunity to learn the American culture and get acquainted with the local peoples. Yeah. And you, during some of our conversations, you've discussed the support structure that the salons provides for immigrants of having people that speak the same language, same cultural backgrounds. And that just seems so important. It is. I think it's, it's hard for a lot of us to imagine. You know, I can, but a lot of people have just never moved out of, to another country who they, where they don't understand the culture or the language that is being spoken in that country. So it's very hard when you, I know for me, age 15, it was, it's hard, but I think it's, it's different when you're younger, you adapt easier. Still, you got to try to, you try to fit in and when you don't know the language, try to make friends and you don't understand what they're saying or they can't understand what you're saying. And so it is hard. The difference between me and these people who come in here, they, they come in here family. So they're trying to support their family and trying to to start a new life. And also it's a, a lot more uh, stress. And so I think having an opportunity to work along with peers who would, who speak the same language and then give you guidance along the way. I know so I know people in the, in our salons still come to me to ask for different things and just general thing in, in, in life and here that they're not used to, or they've never ran across a situation like that. So it's still, it's definitely different. That makes sense. It's a big life change and to have a work environment that is supportive of you too can make that transition so much easier. So what challenges and opportunities did Anne and you face when you were starting um, and growing ProNails here in Ames? There's a lot of challenges and but uh, the Two things that I, I could remember off the top of my head is trust. When you start out, you start a new business that you try to, especially in customer service and trying to convince people, Hey, come and give me an opportunity. Uh, give me that opportunity. One day have been going to other places for years. And it's something that you need to prove to people to earn that trust. And that's hard to do. We were lucky, and, and a lot of people who came to us after the first time, they, they enjoyed it, and they brought friends and families and colleagues back the next time. I know you've, bring, you've been bringing your mother with you almost every time you're coming in, and, and you, you've seen a lot with other people as well. And so that, that's, that, was, that was a challenge for us when we first started. The other thing was lack of technicians. There is not a whole lot of non-Vietnamese technicians in the industry. And being in a small community, small town like Ames, you almost don't have any. And especially when other shops are already established, they've already got their technicians working there. And so nobody wants to come to Des Moines, which is like another 45-minute drive to come work in Ames. So that was another challenge. But just like the client, once they, once someone has 
come work for us, come try us out. Word spread. And so we were able to acquire, over the time, acquire additional technicians. And I know you've seen, for example, Anna had been there for ever since we opened. I think it's shortly after we opened, she joined and she's been there ever since. And everybody else that have worked for us been there since, I think. Yeah, Hannah would have been the, the, the longest, one of the longest one. And we got t 12, 10, 8, 5 years. And so nobody leaves. Oh. Yeah. Now, that says a lot about your business, too, because you don't have turnover in technicians. And so, again, the culture that you've built. It's good. Thank Opportunity. I think that I mentioned a little bit in that. And I think once people try this, they appreciate the service and they're willing to share their experiences. And that was the opportunity that we had. And we were, yeah, we were grateful for that. And I think people really, just being a smaller community, people were willing to share their testimony and their experience with us. That's how we were able to grow. People will ask me sometimes, where do I have my nails done? Because uh, they just look good <laughs> when they're, they look really good. And, and that also leads into another thought is about trends. How do you and Anne adapt to changing trends and consumer preferences? Because there's always, there's always change in every industry and I'm sure the nails Salon industry has that too. It has, because you've done nails long enough. Back in the day, there wasn't a whole lot of right? You come in and either you do natural nails with regular polish or you do acrylic. And that not and today there's you could do regular polishing, you can do gel, you can do dipping powder, you can do acrylic, you can do solar nails, you could chrome, you could do there's a whole variety of things. And we just like everyone else, I think we rely on social media, uh, influencer, suppliers, and suppliers, when they have new products, they would share it on social media. And then we would explore and see if that's the right options for, for our group of clients, because not every product is a fit. And so we've got to go through it, figure it out. Okay. Is it a good product for the needs of the clients, whether it, it's and for example, tip nails, when it first came out, we, tried, we caught on right away because it was promoted as good for your nails. It's got five minerals in it. It's supposed to help with brittles, crack nails. And I think we've seen some of that. It doesn't work for everyone, but we've seen some people who have done it over a period of time have helped their nails, their nails health better. It's that kind of thing. And then we also rely on influencers who are nail artists out there that they've got different things you're doing. And so we follow them and we try to watch every deals and try to figure out, okay, how's this, how this techniques can it fit, fit in with us? How, how can we use it? How can we integrate it? Is that, does it work with us? Does it work for our clients? But yeah, keeping up with social media is, I think is the key, not only for product, new techniques and skill set that people done differently than us. So you need to, need to innovate only the product with the skills now that you're also just very in touch what's happening in just popular culture so with 
the Haley Bieber trend with the Chrome. Right. You had thought adapted to that Barbie movie that right. had a big implant. Right. And you, Chrome, it's been around for a while and hardly anybody uses it. But as soon as Bieber, that hey, uh, Haley Bieber, I think it was Justin Bieber's wife, I assume she TikTok with it and it just went viral. Now, literally the following week, we got people asking for it. They keep, and it's still popular today. That was last year and it's still popular. Younger, especially young, in all ages, I think people enjoy that product. And so just, once you see something like that, we were, we ordered more options, more colors right away. We knew it was going to hit. And, and as we always try to keep as many colors we can. So we have a variety of salons and be ready. You do. It was amazing is that as your nail techs, remember the numbers and what people wear. It's just the, I think the, like the best memories ever. I, it's just amazing to me because I, it seems like you have thousands of colors and options and like, how can you remember what a client yeah. wears? Cause you have so many. Yeah, they do a really good job of, they are, they have great memory. I don't know. I, I can't do that. Yeah, they could tell you what you had last hour. You've had that caller in the past. So we don't store any of that information on our computer. They somehow store it in their brain. Well, can you share some key lessons or principles from your book that could apply to other small businesses <laughs> that are looking to start or for entrepreneurs? I think couple of important keys for us anyways is process, process procedures and culture. So I think it's very important whatever, whatever product or whatever industry you're in, I think having a process procedure to do things your way, not only make things more efficient, but also you can build values on your product, your product. And with values that you're not only benefiting you, but also benefiting your clientele. And it's also crucial for your tech as well. So you have it a process, it's easier, especially for new tech. They know what to do. But here's our process. Instead of trying to scramble and trying to figure it out and everybody doing different techniques, different ways of doing things, I think a process makes it easier for people to follow, give real guidance on how we do things. And culture is, I think, it's very important. It's not only... Building culture not only allowed you to build your team that could work together, help each other, enjoying each other, and know what to expect from each other, but it also helped service your client. If you got, well, for us, we want everybody to come in and feel like they're welcome. Even if Hannah haven't worked on Martha before, and she can still make Martha feel like He's welcoming when she's coming through that door. And, and so I think it's very important for all to have a great culture, a positive culture. I know we've gotten comments from clientele coming in and they've been to other places and they say, wow, you guys are doing a great job with teamwork because we help each other. If somebody's behind, we encourage each other teammate to jump up and say, okay, I've got some time for you here. I can take off the powder, take off whatever it is to alleviate the time for the next, for the tech, for their teammates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is a team culture there. And you can also tell that you do have 
good processes in place and that they've been well communicated, communicated among the team members. But then also you communicate it with your clientele when they come in. When you come in, you do this, you do this. And it's it's very well organized and structured. And it, it's not. Right. Well, I'm glad you think so. It's very, it's not perfect because we can't, I don't think we can ever be perfect. And that gives us the, the drive to improve and to be better. Every day, I think every meeting I have, that we have in the shop, I always remind, encourage them. If you see something that we can improve, let us know. If this process doesn't fit or it can't be improved, speak out and we'll evaluate it and we'll try to change things. And I think that's how you make it better. Process you have it might work at that this time, but it, it can be changed. It's just something concrete. But having um, a positive culture is just definitely, I think, is vital. I agree. I so agree with both. And I love your comment about a process is not in concrete that it can change and evolve because I, I think we saw that so much with the pandemic that we had processes and then we had to change everything. And not with, you know, and even with something that's not fast and quick and impactful, just other, just every day. Yeah, there's things that need to change. Definitely. So in your book, you also touch on the cultural and social aspects of the nail salon. You've talked a bit about this, but how do these influence the business and the immigrant experience in America? I think it's, so if you look at the history of different groups coming to America since Set the, uh, the formula of this country. For example, in the community that we live in here, you have Dutch community, German community, you got Norwegian community. And same thing with the Vietnamese. When they first immigrated here to America, they concentrated in California, Southern California. And I think this, the reason is, is because the similarities, whether to the concentrations, people, when other people coming later also want to go there because just they want to be in part of the community that they're familiar with. But I think that the nail industry has pulled that part and I think it gives people more opportunity, not only focusing on one area or be in one area, but also let's venture out to see what other opportunity America has in other areas. And today you see you know, there's a, a large concentrations in Houston, there's in Atlanta, there's Florida, there are other places. And, and even to ones Iowa here, after I grad, graduated college, I live in Des Moines and there was about, I would say, maybe two to 3,000 Vietnamese living in Des Moines today. I'd say that number have double or triple. Uh, I would say and, and just in the last 15, 20 years. And it's, and the nail industry have grown so much that have, um, given people opportunity to do that. They're not only stuck in one place. They said, okay, there's opportunity in Louisiana. We're going to move there. We're going to start a business there. We're going to go find opportunity there. I mentioned that because a friend of mine just a couple of years ago moved Des Moines to uh, Louisiana. And that I've also met a, couple of people who moved from Las Vegas to Des Moines, Iowa, and I, I asked them, why did you do that? Why would you want to come to a bit of cold winter Iowa? But it just, I think it's opportunity. Uh, just, if there's opportunity, people 
kind of gravitate towards that. And I think the nail industry gave them that opportunity. And also, as I mentioned earlier, just the nails industry have given people the ability to integrate faster, ability to get tractions faster once they're here in America. And so there's a lot more Vietnamese nail school now in certain states. They do have it here in Des Moines, but I know that California, they, they're being taught in Vietnamese. And, and so it gives them the ability to pick up things faster, to get going faster and get traction faster and integrate into the society and start living here instead of feeling like surviving. That is important. It is so important. Oh. A thriving business often requires innovation. And so what innovative strategies or approaches have you implemented within Pronels? And yeah, so when we first opened the business, I felt that we need to improve on overall, and I think it's overall industry as well, is the sterilization process that we do. Because we just, we work with sharp tool. The state does not require to the extent that we do at our salon. And we purchase the autoclave sterilizer, same thing they use at the dentist or the hospital. It's just a smaller scale to sterilize our equipment. I think it, it just, you gotta, you have to look to see what their needs is always, it's not always have to be trendy to be Innovation, I think it should base on the needs and what is necessary for your business, for your industry. Because if you're doing something that is, that there's no need for it, then whatever you're innovating would not be necessary. And keeping up with the trend. We use social media, keep up with trend. I think it's important, especially in the beauty industry. Yes. There's all kinds of things out there that you need to be relevant with because people, we're here in Iowa, we, we're seeing what the trend is in California or what's coming this way. And so we need to be on that train when it's here and, and today's fast, right? Somebody could start something in California or somewhere across the world even, and tomorrow it could be viral here. So we need to. And another thing is focusing on yourself. Don't focus on your competitions. Focus on yourself and improve. I think when you're focusing on competitions, what competition does, you lack and focus on what's important for your business, for your clientele's and their needs. Another thing that I think that there's a lot of lacking in the nail industry right now is don't work in your business, work on your business. I think a lot of people go to open the nail salons and then they were a tech before they open it. Now they open their business. They're still a tech. And so their focus is to acquire clientele for themselves prior to that. And now they're still focusing on that. And it's just not, you need to focus on your business instead of uh, working in it. Um, and I think it, I think that's the, the problem why we have so many nail salons and they all they're all about the same. They're all the same. They so should differentiate from one to another, majorly. And so if I were to need my nails done and I've been to one place and if the other place is the same, what, what would attract me to go to the other place? It just, you get the same service, the same experience. There's no need to change. 
I love that comment about working on your business because I think it's so easy to become complacent and just say, okay, I figured this out as working. Why change something? And, and not to change just to change, but as you said, to improve. And I think it's an, I, the way that I've always viewed this is we're not in the nails business. We're in customer service business. Because I think people not only coming in to get their nails done, that's not the sole purpose, but I think they come in social life. You have a bad day. What do you do? You go shopping, you go get your hair done, or you go get your nails done. Or do you, it's not all about, yes, we're a nail salon, but the people coming in are not all about getting nails done. Not everyone. And so if you can, if you can give them that piece, then I think you got it made. That's why I come back sometimes twice in the same day. <laughs> because <laughs> I come home breaking nails, so I have an excuse to come back. Get done, come home and start tapping on table. And this, uh, I've got to get back in pronouns. Yes. <laughs> I need to go back in for some more laughter and fun. <laughs> Don't tell Hannah and Anne. Okay. <laughs> Yolanda goes home and she breaks her nails on purpose. Uh, oh, so you might get a look next time you come in. Hopefully, <laughs> will. So, what advice do you have for immigrants who are coming to the United States and they have entrepreneurial dreams? And how do they pursue that? I would say, don't. I don't allow them are because of the lack of language skills and cultural understanding, I think it, it also make them not confident to learn. So I would say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to learn from successful people. Read books, take classes, seminar, go to seminars. And just, there's plenty of videos out there. Now the influencers and business owners shares, just go and learn from them. It's, I think there's a, somebody once said the best inv investment is the investment in yourself. And so you gotta, you got to invest in yourself. There's what better way to do the knowledge, right? Because that will be with you forever. And so just don't be afraid. Do it and do it correct. And if you make a mistake, that's okay. We're, that's just part of the learning process. Great advice. So we have talked about this a bit, but if you have something else that you want to say about the role that small businesses like nail salons play in the broader context of local economies and communities and even global, because I think during some of our conversations, you've mentioned how the nail salon industry has had a global impact, even back in Vietnam and some businesses there. I think is the nail salon is definitely, there's no doubt providing jobs for new immigrants, for the Vietnamese immigrants. And I think it's just a lot more other immigrants and just Vietnamese, but it's also bringing diversity to the area. And so if it's just a scenario as small and it's aimed like we are, you don't have a, a lot of other jobs that attracts other ethnic group to the community. And so with the nails industry, we are able to, to bring in the Vietnamese culture to aims and the diversity to the community. And the workforce, of course, here as well, we're also providing jobs for the people here. And with 
the growth of this industry, it also extend the opportunity back over into Vietnam. I know that there's a few companies now that are very successful company in Vietnam that relying on the nail industry. They provide tools for, for us. And I know that one of the brands that we use a lot is very popular among the Vietnamese nail techs. And I've seen that company gone, went from very small to very large operations. And even now you've got other products that are very, as we adopt to new things, as we innovate, we were one of the first to use disposable products, liners and buffers and filers. And all that is, a lot of that is being made in Vietnam. And so that give opportunities for people there as well. And so the nail industry is just, I think is the opportunities not only confined here in the U.S., but also in, in other parts of the world. And so the economic just is, it's more broader than it is just in the U S that's fascinating. And something that I hadn't thought about either was that supply chain and yeah, the companies that are building products for the industry, the nail industry. Fascinating. Right. And it also helped the first generation of immigrants. A lot of these kids are growing up that their parents are been nail tech. And so there's a few companies out there and I'm, I think, I believe it's D and D or IGEL even some of those are Vietnamese first generation Vietnamese Americans that started these companies and they now they've gone to school and they've graduated, done other jobs and then came back and started new products for the nail industry. And so it's also provided opportunity, not only for immigrants, but also their first generations Vietnamese American here in the U.S. So it's definitely provided a lot more opportunity than we think as when we think of nail salon, it just mind pa shop kind of thing, but it, it, it has a broader effect than that. That's fascinating. That's great. It's really good to hear too, an impact on first generation. Yeah, that's. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. What are some of your future goals for Pro Nails and your role within the nail salon? And do you have any upcoming projects or initiatives that you can share with us? There's just not a whole, not a, nothing big coming near future here. I think we'll just continue to improve and to serve our clientele better. That's my hope. And we've been around for 12 years and I'm hoping for another 12, just, just being here in this community and having the opportunity, I know coming from back in the days, I know you, we've talked about this in the past is back in the days, there's no non-native people doing nails and nail was only for types upper class. And I think ex the acceptance of non-native people in this industry as a nail tech or as salon owners or has given opportunity to this industry over the years. And I think it's pretty important. It's, it's, I think it's vital that people continue to accept that there will be acceptance and given opportunity to these immigrants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I do, I recall 
sometimes during my life where there was some pushback on Vietnamese nail salons and having Vietnamese nail techs. And I'm hoping that those days are becoming a bit more minimal as we do grow much more accepting. All right. Yeah. And it's it's challenging in customer service, but it's also what we were when you have, you know, great clients and great people to work with and community who are supportive of you. It just, I think it makes it better. It makes, it makes you enjoy your job more. I think. Yeah. My, my hope it is with the book, my hope would just to help other people. I think sharing is important because I do want to see this industry climbs instead of going downhill. I want to see all the businesses. All the salons out there do better. And if you're not, if you're thinking about opening this business, I think it's just don't go into business because if other people are successful, go in it with passions, go in it because you love, you like doing what you're doing and willing to share, you're willing to share ideas, share what you learned, share so that other people can improve. I think if, if the whole industry improve. We also benefit from it. And so I, I think it's very important to, to focus and help the industry. And it's very generous of you to share your insights. And again, it's just, you can tell that it's a philosophy that you have. It's just one of your values. And thinking about your book, where is the best place that we can get your book and find Pronouns too. Um, so yeah, we're if you're in the Ames area, we're on Main Street, five four six Main Street, Ames, and you can get a copy from there, or you could get a cop. You could order it from the publisher, which is BookPressPublishing.com. I know you can get it at Barnes and Noble, Amazon. But I highly recommend it. if you're in the area, stop by our salon just to check it out and we'll grab a book. Grab a copy. Otherwise, order it from bookpresspublishing.com. And the advantage of getting the book at the salon is that you get to have a signed copy by the author. And it was really fun because I remember I was getting my nails done and I was just sitting there and I looked in the front case and I was like, B has written a book. Oh my goodness, I need to give this book. <laughs> Yeah. It took me a, a while because the reason that is, is it took me a while just to, for the thought to go to my mind because I, I'm, who am I to write a book and share about this? I'm, I, I'm not an expert. I don't think my, I don't view myself as an expert, but I do feel like I have some information that I like to share. I'd like to share our experiences and our testimony of what we've done and what we're, how it got to where we are today so that maybe other people can pick up a thing from that, a thing or two from that. And then it took me a long time just to write it too, because I, I just don't have a set of time where I can sit down and write the whole thing. <laughs> so I had to write it bit in pieces here and there over, over time. And 
narrow it down to the information I wanted in the book. And the book is not a huge book. It's a quick read. I think that's the intention. It's mm -hmm. just, you don't have to read it over many days. Just be able to sit down and re read it in one setting. I will say I've, I read a lot as a academic. I've read a lot of books and a lot of writing and projects and it's very well written, researched. It's, and I think it is harder to write something that you keep it succinct and to the point because sometimes people can get extremely verbose and go down rabbit holes, but you haven't, you just, it's really well done. So I recommend it. Oh, my last question for each guest is how do you define innovation? Yeah, I find it. My definition is changing and adapting to the needs of your industry, changing and adapting. I think it's important. It's a, whether it's a process, it's a product, whatever it is the industry need to, or your business need to better serve your clients. Love it. Love it. Love it. I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to you for joining us today on Innovation Insights. Your journey and passion is inspiring, especially for innovative business owners and immigrants. For our listeners, I hope this conversation has sparked new ideas and new perspectives and perhaps even ignited a flame of curiosity to explore and innovate within your own spheres of influence. Remember, innovation is not just about technology or groundbreaking discoveries. It's about how we think, connect, and bring our unique talents and insight to create a positive change. And we've heard a wonderful example today of that positive change. I am Dr. Yolanda Sanders, and I'm signing off until our next episode. Keep innovating, keep dreaming, and keep making a difference.